A very warm welcome to everyone. Today we'll talk about a concept that is inherently elusive. As hard as you try to capture it intellectually, it very ironically seems like a mirage just slightly out of reach. This topic for today is titled Maya, the illusion of an illusion. Because of the nature of the topic and of the subject of spirituality on the whole, a useful way of listening today is this. Do not try to ratify each idea as and when it is mentioned. Instead, keep all the ideas up in front of you till you can assemble them to get a more complete form of the concept. So here goes. Maya, the illusion of an illusion. The essence of spirituality was summarized by Adi Shankaracharya in just one page called Atma Shatakam. But as time has moved on, we have been able to discover the description of spirituality on the flip side of just one word, Maya. What is Maya? Well, the word literally means illusion. But what does it entail? The answer lies in the question when you realize that there is only one true reality. So what is this reality? As stated countless times in ancient scriptures and by sages of before, proved again by our intellectuals of today, as well as people like Elon Musk, Ray Kurzweilin, and many quantum physicists. What we perceive as reality and definite around us isn't truly so. And if you believe this, then Maya too is Maya. It is a play of our mind. Intriguing, isn't it? The one reality I spoke of can only be called so if it can be defined and if that definition applies perpetually, if it remains constant. But in looking around you, you will realize that nothing is constant. Quantum physics explains this using the fourth dimension, time, which is ever-changing. Since every object, molecule and atom is defined by at least four dimensions if not more, one of them being time, then everything is constantly changing and nothing is ever really the same. At this point, you are probably challenging the veracity of this idea of the reality. As you feel the physicality of the mobile phone in your hand on which you listen to this podcast or see and hear any activity around you, the idea of nothingness being reality seems ridiculous, but it truly isn't. Humor me. Imagine you dozed off and found yourself dreaming of mountains and rivers, fresh green forests, the wind and people. While immersed in the dream, you were deeply engrossed in the conversations and pleasure, peace and excitement, the view, the sensations. When you wake up, that dream dissolves and along with it, every sensation. That is exactly what Maya is. The physical world we live in is really only a dream. 
we are merely reflections and mirages that have conversations, feel pain, anxiety, happiness and love. Eventually only to wake up to the reality that is nothingness. It is this state of illusion the scriptures say we are living in. A question arises here. Why does it all feel so real if it isn't? And if it is just a dream, how are we all living the same one? This is a tricky concept to understand. There is a fitting quote I once read in the Yog Vishisht. The world is a stage, the mind its magical actor, the soul a silent spectator watching the show in the light of its own intellect. The Consciousness Supreme is an infinite reality that remains absolutely still, neither expanding nor shrinking, while our minds are smaller finite entities. The infinite reality reflects itself in the finite entity, creating the dream we all live in, since it is one supreme consciousness reflecting onto all our minds, creating this dream we see or the world we live in, each of us dreams the same dreams, so to speak. Imagine you have an empty pot of clay. What does it contain? Nothing to some, and to some it holds air. What surrounds this pot? Again, nothing, or perhaps air. Now if you break this pot, the air within merges with that outside and you see no difference. The pot here is Maya. It separates the finite from the infinite, creating an illusion that they are disjointed, when in reality they are the same. They are one. It may seem terrifying to abandon everything you've ever believed and accept that we are just characters of a dream and that what we feel we don't really feel, and what we see, we don't really see. The question arises, how does one achieve this awakening? As explained by Guru Vishisht, the path to this wisdom lies with the four gatekeepers at the entrance to the realm of freedom, mukti or moksha. These are self-control, self-inquiry, contentment and good company. The quest for the eternal unchanging freedom is achieved through the conquest of one's mind because in wisdom there is self-control and peace and vice versa. It is not attained by rites, rituals or pilgrimages. Self-control is the conquest of the mind where you can look within and accept yourself as you are seeing the divinity within you. Self-control is about being emotionless without compromising on empathy. If there is peace and serenity, there will always be its flip side, anger and anxiety. The same goes for happiness and pain. Emotions can be compared with a seesaw. In my opinion, the best place to sit is at its center on the fulcrum. It is indeed difficult for those who give in to temptations and lean towards their cravings. 
However, with the right effort and guidance, this effort yields unparalleled results that cannot be experienced by the five senses alone. Self-inquiry or Gyan is a process of clearing ignorance and delusion. Once clear and when one sees the truth, they are then unaffected by the goings-on in the world around them. You find peace and bliss. Peace because nothing touches you and bliss because the heart experiences the truth. It is inquiry that gives freedom from delusion and attachment. There is no limit to the curiosity that unleashes when you look within and begin to recognize the divinity within you. The biggest question for which you seek an answer is, who am I? You are the Supreme Consciousness and the Supreme Consciousness is you. But this is a discussion for another time. A content man possesses nothing and owns the world at the same time. The journey to contentment commences with the step of acceptance. Not a passive, wistful acceptance, but an acceptance of situations as they are with no emotions attached. Realizing that you are one with the Consciousness Supreme, as is every other being that exists, that you are one with everything around you, leads you to acceptance, wherein lies contentment. The company of righteous, wise and enlightened people expands the intellect, helping you shed ignorance and psychological distress. While it takes time to really understand the truth and even longer to realize it, stimulating conversations keep our minds open and receptive. It is said that satsang, which means good company, is superior to all forms of religious practices like charity, austerity, pilgrimage and the performance of religious rites. It does require significant will and perseverance to achieve all four of the gatekeepers mentioned earlier. You will realize, however, the moment you embark on this path that everything will start coming together for you. Just as a frame of a jigsaw puzzle helps in finding the pieces within it. Having said this, unfortunately these gatekeepers come with no guaranteed outcomes, even though they assure your journey in the right direction. So in the absence of milestones, at least you will have a compass. This path is one of faith, perseverance and acceptance. But the first step to achieving any of the gatekeepers is recognizing the concept of Maya. An easy way I recommend is this. You say the words, Good morning Maya, every day as you begin your day, knowing that what follows will all exist within Maya. As you go through your day, each time you receive a bout of awareness and remember that you are living in Maya, Say out loud, Oops, Maya once again. Do this every time you find yourself wrapped in emotions too. As time goes by, and if you do this sincerely of course, you will find yourself aware of your existence being within Maya about a hundred times a day. It becomes a habit, a part of your everyday life. As it is for everything in life, 
you must believe in the realm beyond Maya to be able to recognize it. There are no halfway houses. It is easier said than done, of course. For how do you blindly trust what was said and written thousands of years ago, especially when it refutes everything you see and feel around you, everything you believe, and tells you instead to believe in something you can't see or experience? For all you know, it could be a bedtime story for children, born in another time. A story, perhaps, you may see it as. However, it is far removed from fiction. Yet even in the scriptures, they have factored in that those who are living in ignorance may discard their learning. And so, I recommend you trust their experience and embark on your journey. Then, trust your instincts. Be aware of subtle shifts that may occur, perhaps some coincidences, sensations that defy conventional logic, perhaps behavior shifts without any context or even a call out of the blue. Notice the patterns, make the connections between seemingly random events, and you will know that you are on the right path. I wish you all the best.